Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Amen. Friends, I invite you to pray with me, please. So, God, as the shepherds knelt before you, you newborn, we come to you this night looking for your light for each of us that we might be drawn to you. So remove from inside of us anything that might hinder us from hearing your word afresh and anew this night. And draw us near to you, for we seek to be followers of your son Jesus, in whose name we pray and God's people say, Amen. You may not believe this story. It sounds unbelievable. But here's the thing. This is the story about how God came to be among us. And on this night, around the whole world, for generations past, for generations to come, they're telling this same story. So listen for the word of God for us this day. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. Friends, the grass withers And the flowers fade, but this is what is true. The word of our God will stand forever. So this story you know by heart. You know about the shepherds keeping watch. You know about how poor Mary and Joseph took the world's worst road trip, all to make Caesar happy. No Motel 6 with their life let on for you, for them. So the child the prophets call, the wonderful counselor and the prince of peace, was laid in manger straw. You know about the star-struck magi who showed up with gifts that were 
nice, I suppose, although I don't think myrrh is on anybody's baby registry. You know the story. It doesn't ever change, but we do. I don't know everything that has happened in your life since last Christmas, but life has happened, and so it's probably been a mixture of joy and sorrow, of blessing and burden, and maybe more than a little disappointment. So I'm glad you're here to bring with you the particularity of your own life and to hear again that God has chosen to make us God's home. This holy choice born of the love of God was celebrated in heaven. Luke says a multitude of angels pushed through the night sky to teach some shepherds the song they were singing in heaven. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. If things were rocking in heaven, here things were pretty quiet. The truth is, most folks missed it. This act of God's love incarnate, this manger Messiah, was completely ignored by almost everyone. Even in Bethlehem, there are no stories of other sons of David dropping by with a fruitcake or some candied nuts. The most significant act of God's love in human history, and almost everybody missed it. I suppose that shouldn't surprise us. I mean, how often do you look for God in your life? How easy is it to see the love of God alive in this world? I think God is easy to miss. So it was really early in our marriage. This is an important part of the story. Really early in our marriage. Carol and I had some friends over for dinner, and I don't remember the menu. I just remember for dessert we were having apple pie. I remember that because I made it. I opened up the Mrs. Smith's box and all by myself, and I put it in the oven. When the pie was ready, Carol stepped into the kitchen to retrieve the pie, and I learned this later. Somehow, in removing the pie from the oven, it slipped from her hand and flipped and landed face down on the open oven door. Now, presentation isn't everything, but pie a la explode wasn't what we had in mind. Now, for some, this would be a disaster. This would mean like it's Oreos for dessert. But my wife was far too resourceful for that. So she grabbed some bowls and spooned up blobs of apple pie into the bowls. And as she stepped into the dining room, she said, I hope all everyone likes apple cobbler. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, it was pie when it went in the oven. What happened? All right, I said it was early in our marriage. I've learned I'm not stupid now. But even before those words escaped my lips that night, I looked at her and noticed that she was giving me a look she had never given me before. And as I discerned the message, I think it was this. One word. <laughs> even one word from you, and you are sleeping in your car for a long time. You see, I was so captivated by the pie become cobbler that I didn't quite catch the look. And believe me, the look was the most important part. I think what I'm saying is 
Sometimes it's easy to miss the most important part. On this night, because of love, God chose to make God's home with us, Emmanuel. The night of God's greatest act of love. And almost everybody missed it. And I'm not really that surprised. I'm not surprised because life happens and for all of us, it's a mixture of blessing and burden and the balance can leave you disappointed at times. No one escapes disappointment. And the disappointments can add up enough that makes you doubt that good can be trusted. There's so much meanness in our culture. To trust that love is a power can seem naive to some. Maybe that's why when the love of God was on full display, most folks missed it because they had long given up on looking for it. But I think this night is to remind us that the love of God is still with us and it's worth looking for. When I was a kid, there was a Christmas morning rule at our house. And the rule was nobody wakes the parents before seven o'clock. My father was a pastor as well, so he spent all of my childhood with an 11 o'clock Christmas Eve service like we're doing here. And so when he got home, it was already Christmas, and he usually came home and entered the land of some assembly required. And so finally, after all of that was taken care of, he fell into bed in the wee hours, hence the rule. No one waked the parents until 7 in the morning. We were told that Santa would take it all back if we woke them up before seven o'clock so we never did never before seven I don't think we ever waited until 701 but never before seven my parents had a clock in their bedroom it was it was the forerunner to the digital clock you know there were no hands just numbers well it's actually a clock just like this. I, I don't know if you can see it, but the numbers just kind of flip down. And so we could see the clock and the time from the hallway outside their bedroom. And so we would meet in the hallway, oh, 5.30, and we would watch the clock for what seemed like about three months. And, and, then, and then finally the clock would get to 6.59, which is what time this one is set for right now. You can't see it, but it is 6.59. And then it appeared to us that someone unplugged the clock, that it just stopped. We wondered, maybe it's broken. It's the longest minute in history from 6.59 to 7 o'clock. But then finally, finally, the double zeros would fall and we were in their room. It's Christmas, it's Christmas. Oh, it was great. It's my dad's job to go in and see if Santa had come and plug in the Christmas tree lights and to invite us to Christmas. And it was great. I remember the Christmas of the baseball glove. I remember the Christmas of the blue sparkle bike with the banana seat. Did you have a banana seat? I remember the year of the Yamaha guitar. And I remember the year of the car key. Turned out it was a spare from my mother's station wagon with wood grain paneling on the side. You know, I remember all of those, but 
But when I look back on it, I, I, I think maybe the best part of it all might have been those quiet moments in that dark hallway when we didn't know what exactly, but we were just confident that something good would come. I think this night is like that. It's to renew your confidence that good is coming. To remember that God chose to live with us and so good is trustworthy. I don't know all that will happen in the year to come, but I imagine life will happen. So it'll be some joy and some sorrow and some disappointment, no doubt. But it will also be a year when the power of God's love will be alive and on display. And I hope you look for it. It's easy to miss. Look for the good in you, in others. Look for the good in this nation. Look for the good in the stranger. One thing for sure, we're surrounded by folks who are looking for the bad, looking for the broken, and they'll call out every failure. Don't let that be your story. Look for the good, for the honorable, the gracious, for when you see it, you will see the fingerprints of God's love alive in this world. Before we moved here 16 years ago, we served a church in Jacksonville, Florida. Our church was across the street from a public park where some of Jacksonville's homeless met and lived. And so often as I'd walk from my car to the church, someone would greet me and ask for some spare change or a cup of coffee. Well, one morning I walked from the church down to the end of the street. There was a coffee shop down there. I walked down to the end of the street, and when I got there, there was a guy from the park who asked me, said, Sir, can I come in there with you? I said, Sure. Come on. So I went in and ordered my venti blonde with room, thank you, and said, I'll buy whatever he wants. And the man said, I just, I just want a cup of water, but actually I came in because I want to buy your coffee. I said, I'm sorry? He said, I'd like to buy you a cup of coffee. I said, I don't understand. Why are you buying me coffee? He said, I think you're the pastor at that church down there, aren't you? And I said, yeah. He said, you have a really fine choir. I said, yeah, we do. He said, I, I used to sing in the choir when I was in college. I said, you were in, you were in college? He said, yeah, until my mom got sick and I had to drop out, but I love the music. He said, you know, your custodian, Michael, he, he lets me into the balcony on Thursday night when the choir's rehearsing and I just lie down in one of the pews and I listen and they sound like angels. And I just wanted to buy you a cup of coffee to say thank you for that and maybe you could tell the choir that they're the best part of my week. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what's your name? He said, oh, my name is Gabriel. What? Your name is Gabriel? He said, yes, sir, it's my mom gave it. It's, it's in the Bible. I said, I, I know, I know. It's in, it's in the Bible. And he said, I just... 
wanted to thank you and thank the choir. Enjoy your coffee. And he slipped away. You know, there was an angel named Gabriel who told Mary that God was making God's home here and so good was coming. And there was a homeless guy named Gabriel who I'm pretty convinced was an angel too. And he told me the same. And I almost missed it. It's easy to miss. But the angels have said, God is making God's home here. So there is good that is coming. Look for it. Trust the good. Trust the graciousness. Trust the pursuit of justice and the practice of kindness. Because when you see it, you see the fingerprints of God's love alive among us. And you just never want to miss that. You just don't want to miss it. Pray with me. Gracious God, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.